Hey, this is Tim Hunzey, partner of Parallel Music Publishing and board member of the Nashville Association of Independent Music Publishers. Thanks for listening to the Nashville Pubcast. This episode of Nashville Pubcast, we have hit songwriter and publisher Ashley Gorley, owner of Tape Room Music. Ashley shares that songwriting was a vehicle to drive him to his goal of being a publisher. I guess I moved here in 95, which is a long time ago. So long enough for this to be home for me, you know, from uh, central Kentucky, Danville, Kentucky, and um, went to Belmont University, interned everywhere, and through a series of figuring out what I wasn't good enough at, then, uh, you know, I was, I was like, maybe going to be an engineer, did horribly in that, but still learned enough for it to help me, and then um, was going to do production, just a little too ADD to focus in and fine-tune things enough. So all that stuff drove me nuts. So... I just knew I loved songs, and I knew I wasn't an artist and didn't want to be, so songwriting and publishing kind of had an equal love for both those. I started out DJing and making tracks back home um, through middle and high school, and just loved all kinds of music, and so fell in love with Nashville as a town and uh, wanted to put down roots here, so I actually wanted to be a publisher first, and um, and then then figured out that I could write somewhere along the way, so um, both of those have always been equal loves for me, so we uh, since then, I've written for a few different companies, combustion music for a really long time. I was partners with for several years, like 18 years, been partners with Warner Chapel and um, now Round Hill. And I have taper music now, Blaine Mo- Rhodes uh, running the show for me. So it's a, it's been a, a nice, fortunate time. One of the questions I love to ask you guys is there had to be some sort of inspiration that makes you decide because it is a, it is a time consuming and challenge to t- start taking on other writers. And I don't think every songwriter hit songwriter has the, the mental Probably not even the right word, mental capabilities, but it's a different well, the game. passion. Yeah, it's it's not an extra, it's not a tack on at the end. You know what I mean? It's not like a, a black, you know, backsplash on the counters when you're building the house. It's not like you can just, oh, I'm just going to sign writers now. I think a lot of people come to me like that and say, hey, I want to start signing some writers and make some extra money. I'm like, dude, that's a horrible idea. Like, go do something else, you know, because mine is just birthed out of a passion. I've always wanted to do that, you know, and I didn't want to, I wanted to be a publisher as long as I've known what publishing is you know when I when I was in college and figured out what that was and worked at Hamstein and Music Mill and and all those places and was like man I want to do this I want to help songs find a home so I've always had like an A and R slash publishing slash creative production all that stuff's always been lumped together for me so it wasn't like a question of of a uh, hey do I want to sign right like that was always something I wanted to do was publish I just wanted to get um, you know get deep enough in the songwriting world where that mattered you know because I don't no reason to sign writers unless you like you can offer something to them. So that that's been a passion of mine since I since I moved here. So I'm fortunate to be able to do that now. What period of time did you start bringing on writers underneath you? I signed um, Zach Crowell seven years ago. Um, he's done all right. He's done okay. <laughs> I wrote his. Kid. I wrote. I mean, and talk about Green. I mean, I wrote his first song with him ever. He was tour managing Josh Hogue because it's his cousin. And we were working on Josh's pop record in, for Columbia, L.A., and he was touring. I mean, the crazy scenario, the way we the way we met, and I was like, man, this guy's really good. I always loved his demos and his thoughts on production, and I would just hear the stuff Josh was working on, and he would do demos for us or for Josh, and I was like, man, we should write. So we all hung out and wrote a song, and some some American Idol guy cut it. Josh cut it too, but, but uh, it was like an R&B, you know, R&B pop thing, so... 
Zach was selling hip hop tracks for cash in Nashville, which is probably not the best gig. The combination of all that. <laughs> That's when <laughs> I met city, him. He was yeah. working and they were for good. Rob they were really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he was, and he's just a work. He's just a worker, man. And he, we just, I think, he hit it off on a personal level. And then um, I, I've been fortunate. Hopefully, get to continue to work with him. So I've been working together, you know, ever since then. And uh, Combustion Music did a lot for him. Kenley Flynn and Falcon and those guys really um, helped him, you know, calendar wise. Meet Sam Hunt and all the other things that uh, have changed his life. So he was the first guy, and that was a JV between me, Combustion, and um, I think at the time it was Southside, uh, which became Warner basically because Cameron Strang ran that company. And so those were like, you know, that was the JV that I started out with, and I signed um, Zach Crowell, Matt Jenkins, and Jerry Flowers. I'd known Matt for a while and known Jerry for a while. So those were two guys I wanted to work with, you know, once I got that that company or that venture kind of established. So those are kind of a couple of no brainer guys I wanted to bring in. And when you brought them in, are you, are, are you a hands on, like, did you sit and work with them and critique their songs as well or, and, and pitch their stuff? Or was it more, because I know at that time you had a great team with, uh, with combustion and, and that's yeah. sure they handled um, some of it that. W- it was hands on. It's more than, you know, and there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Some writers, um, are more hands on. I am because, because I feel like it's a passion project for me, so I wrote a lot of the stuff with Zach, and then I wrote you know a lot with Matt and Jerry too. But um, they also had their own skill set, so it's not like I, I mean, Combustion did a lot of the workload as far as like getting their calendars up to up to speed, and no, and I was helping with big picture stuff. But they they all send me and still do send me songs in work tape form. Hey, I feel like something's missing from this. What do you think's up with this? What's wrong with this? Um, all my writers, including them, still do that. I want to be that outlet for them because that's where I can I think come in handy the most or like you know me and zach are going out this weekend and again next uh month to work with artists and we write we write together so it's it's a cool relationship so i write with all those guys um but i also you know try to find them the right relationships with each other you know so we've had hits all four of us have written together and they've all obviously had hits they've written with other people that i'm not a part of at all that we helped set up so now do you find that as exciting or do you have that little bit of like man i wish i would have gotten that cut or is it kind of a both kind of thing i don't have that i i I really i mean i've been very blessed so i don't i don't ever have like oh man i wish i was i mean i wish i wrote body like a background that'd be awesome (laughs) but but it's not like that's not my first thought my first thought is like oh this is amazing that i get to be part of this at all you know so when he plays me stuff if him and sam are working on something or him and carrie underwood and josh osborne write a song yeah my initial thought is not like oh you know yeah, I wish I'd have done that right instead. It's like, hey, that's that's not my role. You know, like I said, this is a, um, this is something where I want to see these guys grow and write songs that I can't write. You know, that I, that I'm not capable of writing or, or make choices I wouldn't make in a room. That's why I have them. You know, oh, that's so fantastic. It's not yeah. like I want to jump on things or change them or anything like that. I just love. I really, really get excited when I hear something like, "Wow, how did you guys come up with this? This is great!" And trying to see that song through. Um, and I did a lot of that. With combustion, that that was really really fun doing that. It's fun to have a team because then it was just me. Tape room was just in my brain and on my phone, so it wasn't like you know now we have an office and I have creative director and other interns and all that stuff. But then um, it was just me kind of teaming up. So we just have power meetings and try to figure out who who uh, Matt and Zach and Jerry should be writing with and how to get them in in the right rooms and all that stuff. I mean, I'll brag on you some because I, I know some of your story. And I, I remember because I was working with uh, Jeff Carlton, who has a part of both yeah. of our lives, uh, my first mentor and, and, and kind of a, always been a long time friend of yours. But I remember him coming to me and asking us, hey, man, Gorley had hit me up about 
working with him. You think you and Rusty also worked for Rusty Gaston on a consultant basis and and helping with his riders. And I love the explanation he gave, which I was, of course, totally fine with. He goes, Ashley knew how he got brought up in the old school publishing. He wants me to help work with his riders and critique their songs because Jeff hasn't, he's so good at that. It's, it's yeah. a gift of his. And I just always thought that was fantastic. When he told me that, I said, now that's a guy who really wants to be a publisher that really wants to focus on giving his riders the best opportunities they can oh, to yeah. develop. And, and I always thought that was kind of a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a cool, like, full circle thing. And, and Jeff, like, when I was interning at a, Amsey and then working there. That was my first, like, you know, paid gig out of school until I got a writing deal. But um, he helped my wife and I figure out where to move, what part of town would be good, cheap, but still close <laughs> enough to town and uh, and all that stuff. So a lot of those kind of life decisions. So it's good. I can I can call and talk to him about deals I'm trying to do and get that, you know, that really seasoned opinion. You know what I mean? So he's just a friend. It's good to have people that you like. I've never had to work with people I don't like, so I don't know what that's it's like. It's just because you guys are from Kentucky, man. Yeah. How Kentucky, there's a bond the there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bond there. But yeah, yeah, I love him. Consulting now is great. As an outsider, I could say you're doing good. I know you're, you're, some of your young guys, like Hunter Phelps, has been getting some great cuts. I've been oh, seeing, hearing yes. his songs coming in. And then, of course, Brad, who I had the opportunity to sign and probably should have because I had I heard <laughs> Up Down and knew that song. Yeah, probably I, saw, yeah, I heard that song, and it was – yeah, we Damn. signed it that week. Yeah, yeah and that, that was Regrettable. part of his, his schedule. <laughs> yeah, you know, he – and that, that was the ultimate publisher-writer test. Everybody's giving me a hard time because he – I had a song out on Blake Shelton called I Lived It, which got to number two. And got beat on all charts by Up Down by like one play, <laughs> literally one play on a on the media based chart, and it was like wow, you know. So I was like, all right, am I mad about this? Or and I was like, no. I mean, that's his first number one. I was thrilled for that, but that was a that was a funny little predicament there because I was like, all right, I'm watching charts for you, I'm rooting for that, and then I'm like, hey, maybe we could split, or maybe we could, you know, let's take turns here. But it didn't happen, so <laughs> we settled for that one going to two. And but yeah, that song is so huge, and to see. That's a great one to see somebody like Brad, who's such a great hang. Everybody, all I get is great reports back on him as far as like how he was in the room, bringing ideas, you know, bringing his A game. Of course, he's got it in his heritage with Rodney and all that stuff. So, I mean, he, he knows how hard it is to make it happen. So, to see that song hit, and especially like on a new artist too, like Morgan, the combination of all that was really cool. So, that happened. Oh, a even week the or two story, because we got to share it, is that. Seth happened to be down at Key West and heard it played at a writer's round and fell yep. in love with it. And that's, again, the miracle of Nashville. You can pitch a song a million times. You never know the moment somebody's going to hear it at the right time. Yep. And then it, and so, yeah, you nailed it, though. The first time I met Brad, I remember telling Jeff, I said, I don't know if I'm going to sign him or not, but I know I'm going to be friends with that guy. Right, and he yeah. writes with a oh, lot of so our guys. so important. Yeah. Such a good, good, good hang. So I love that guy. Now, I know uh, Hunter has a, a, an artist side to him. Uh, are you looking to get into the artist development Absolutely, side as yeah, well? Absolutely, yeah. We're already there. I mean, Hunter, we, I mean, there's a meeting happening right now, you know, uh, as far as more development stuff. We've narrowed it down. We've recorded songs. He's already streamed, you know, several million on Spotify and all that of the last couple things we tried. But then we took a little break to gather up and get the best stuff. So there's four songs. Um, you know, that are getting recorded now or some of them are already done. So he'll have a launch coming up soon. That's and we'll, good we'll, we'll, we'll kind of do all that in-house and then see what happens. You know what I mean? That way we can we can do a lot of the creative process ourselves. We really trust that we know the songs and the sound and all that. So um, he's great. I mean, and he's getting lots of outside cuts. He had the last two 
Florida Georgia Line songs that came out on iTunes. And, uh, you know, he's, he's gotten there. You know, it's taken two or three years to make it happen, but now he knows. You know, he knows the difference in, in the good stuff and the great stuff. So he, he's a he's a pleasure to work with for sure. Yeah, he's, he's a good one. He's got that nice crew that he's running with. with oh, the, I love that. Yeah, the whole and, crew. Uh, you got to find – I tell any of my young guys, two of the most important things is, is, is be like a sponge and absorb everything. Be a good hang. I guess it's three things. And then network. Find your crew. You're always yeah. going to find – because you're writing with some of the same people you've written mm-hmm. with for years. That, no, it's that so important. We, and we, we put that – that's one of our goals. When we sign those guys, that's one of our first things. Like, hey, we got we to gotta get them in a, a crew that they're comfortable with and that they feel like they can succeed, they challenge each other, you know, not just to run around, go to pars with, but to <laughs> actually that they'll be like, hey, I got an idea, come over at midnight and let's, let's put it down. So it's been fun to see Matt and Zach have had a lot of success together, you know, which we obviously paired them up. And like I said, the, you know, the three of them have been on a song together. The first three guys I signed that was a number one for Billy Carrington. So that, that kind of stuff is always fun. Like, wow, okay, we, we helped cultivate these relationships, and now they take them and run with them. So that's happened. All our guys have those little crews that they're in that, uh, that really make everything better. writer and a publisher and you have a you, you have to balance the the side of i have to come in and run a business but i also have to at this end of the day be creative which is what gave me that bu- opportunity to create mm-hmm. that business do you find a struggle sometimes in that or or how do you find the balance for yourself yeah it's i mean it's just the common struggle of, of there being enough time in the day to do everything there that you want to do and then realizing there's just not and there never will be so you have to prioritize you know what you want to do so there are some rights that I know would be great that I may not do. And I may take that day as a meeting or a mentoring day. So there's a lot of days we have offices at our, uh, uh, where we live, like on our property, we have a studio and a couple offices where we can work from there sometimes get away from everything. And I may have everybody come in for an hour, hour and a half, you know, artists we're meeting with or all of our writers and sit and play songs. And that's a day that, you know, somewhere in my mind, uh, in another time I would be like, Oh, I should be in there writing. I've got, you know, I should be writing instead of doing this. But right now, I feel like that's what I should be doing. So it's a good, it's a good balance for me. It's not a balance per se. It's just making it all happen. You know what I mean? So, so there are some times where I don't, um, I won't do it right because I do have a meeting if it's at a label or with a potential artist or somebody we're going to sign. So, and that's why, that's why I've always said like, you got to really have a passion for that. Um, if you're just a hundred percent a writer and you're just trying to do this on the side, especially if you're just doing it for like extra income, I don't think that will ever work. <laughs> if it's something you have a burning desire yeah. for, you know, I'm still pretty confident um, that me just writing 24 seven is the best way. If, I, if it's just money based, you know what I mean? Right. Then it's not doing the publishing. That's something that I want to do. So it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be something that, that you have a passion for, like I said, and that you, uh, have a knack and have a skill set for. So yeah. the balance is just sacrificing a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of um, those songs. And then when you have the time in the writing room, making it work, doing some pre, some pregame, coming up with some ideas at night, you know what I mean? And, and, 
and making sure you're spending your time where you want to spend it. Well, you know, your your reputation on Music Row is the machine because everybody says how you never stop. And, like, you're always going. You write multiple times. And the jokes are endless of, well, we got to do this thing and break. But you're like, no, we can write before that. And let's just yeah. go ahead and start writing. And so the question would be, do you ever sleep? Do you ever really get not any a, sleep, especially a, with the family? <laughs> I don't like sleeping. Sleeping is not like, I, you know. My wife and daughter are like, oh, they curl up in the bed like it's such a cool, I hate it. You know, I wish we didn't have to go to sleep ever. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I sleep because you have to, <laughs> because that's the way God designed it, but only for that. Not that I'm like up all night or anything like that, but um, I definitely like, you know, a lot of that stuff when people are saying, oh, I'm writing, I don't do doubles and I don't do all these. I used to, there was a time where I was on such a grind and had such a creative flow going on that I just had a lot of stuff in my head and I had to get it out, you know, so... Um, there have been incidents and we've had hits because of it where we're like, Hey, why are we starting at 1130? You know, what's everybody doing at like eight Nah. And you're really more creative then. So a lot of people would be like, Oh, let's just do that. You know? So there've been a few magical days where we've written a hit, you know, because, because we wrote from eight to 11 before the 11 o'clock started, you know, at the same time, I've always, you know, coached uh, my kids and things like that. So a lot of days, you know, all that quick me being a machine, any of that stuff just comes from the fact that a lot of days I got to be home like two thirty or three, you know, so I can, so I will definitely not take lunch. You know, everybody's bringing yeah. lunches. That's how it's going to probably be. <laughs> does that, and, and does that text most, go out in the morning? No, everybody, I, I, bring everybody I work with really does that now. I think yeah. it's, I think it's changed from back when I used to just, you know, work here and, and lunches were a two hour thing and everybody go home at six. Now it's like, well, instead of that two hours, let's go home at three thirty. avoid the newfound traffic we have here. Yeah. <laughs> And also, um, you know, when you got people with a family, you know, if you got somebody with a, with a family, kids that are in school and uh, or that have games, and you said you want to start at eight thirty or nine, they're like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. you can get out of there at three or three thirty. I'm more creative then probably. You know, you miss the two o'clock or three o'clock. You know, at three o'clock, I hate everything I've done the whole day. So if I can get the song done before that, it's 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 good. So yeah, that's my slide down of energy for sure. Yeah. I, I kind of get a boost back after about six or seven. Where everybody's settled in at mm-hmm. home, and then I then I get back on my emails. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm a relax. There's some writers, and they're brilliant. I wish I was one, but where they can relax and take in the lyric and really live with it and let it marinate, and then and then kind of like like it's a poem. And I am not that way. So mm-hmm. I have to, I like feel rushes of energy. And just yell out everything I can think of, whether it sucks or not, you know, melodically and lyrically, um, and try to record it while it's coming out. And then, you know, it's just more that it's more of an aggressive process, you know, so (laughs) it works for, uh, it works for some, uh, it's fun though. We always have a great time. I wrote today with Hillary Lindsay and Luke Laird, so I didn't have to do too much because they're amazing, but, but, you know, we were just laughing and there's times I was laughing. (laughs) I mean, like we had to leave the room to catch my breath. So it can be really fun when you have chemistry with people, um, but it usually comes in spurts for me. It's not like there's yeah. no silence in the room. I don't deal well with that. I want somebody to be saying something. Yeah, you and I, <laughs> yeah. it's the same. That's the kind of mind. And also for me, and I kind of gather from your, your rhythm is the busier I am, the more effective I tend to mm-hmm. be. I don't do well with downtime, and it's just a natural thing. I don't think everybody can operate like yeah. me, but my wife, no, I pace. I'm, I just yeah. I don't. I just need something to do. Yeah. It keeps me happy. We've discussed in my house, I was like, I wish this was like I was a anesthesiologist or something where you're on – Fireman, whatever it is, where you go in for three days and then you leave. Like I would much rather, you know, if I didn't have kids and there weren't certain schedules, then I would rather go in Monday at nine, come back, you know, Wednesday at midnight and never come out. You know what I mean? Just binge and then then take a trip somewhere, you know, like, uh, 
it would be better that way and and no calls or emails or anything in that time like if in a perfect world that would be great you know but can't do that <laughs> yeah. well yeah. i know that's got to also be inspiring for your young writers again i mean in, in all humble humility i the your reputation for that is what draw. I use that as an example, and you and your crew really all like Frazier's oh, the same. Like yeah. he's great. At when, it. Yeah, when, he, when these kids go, I want to be like him. I said, well, you know how you got that. It's yeah. not I actually tell him. I said it's not by leaving at three o'clock, even though you just said that. So now you got. But I like. Oh no, no, that, that's new. It. Now those guys oh, okay. don't have kids. They don't have somebody playing ball at four. They better stay there. There you go. I, that's I what I mean. They they know that. It's like, hey, why? Why would nobody should leave before me? What are y'all doing? Well, here? I even so, used to, my old friend Bobby Pants, and I said, man, he would actually. They used to start at like nine. They would, he would yeah. be there at nine, mostly because he probably spent the night there. But he'd start at nine, and then they would take a lunch, and they'd come back, yeah, no, write no, no. more, and then go have dinner, and probably come back after some drinks and keep writing. It's just yep. it's a oh beast. man, I've got Will Weatherly writes uh, for Tape Room. He's amazing. He's oh he's yeah, doing, we didn't mention him. He's, he's another doing, one. Yeah, he's doing great right now. I want to make sure I mention everybody too. But he's um so good with Kane Brown and FGL, and he's had all these you know all these great cuts. He's finally got um, a hit that's out right now. Uh, Kane Brown song "Lose It," but. I mean, he was writing till five in the morning the other day, coming back from the cane trip, yeah. and they ended up recording the song at like nine or ten or whenever they started. He's the been session. working with my my young artist uh, uh, Alex Hall, and yeah, we're getting yeah, ready they, to put their they, song out. Oh, yeah, they they know they know what's up. So he's a great. Yeah. Like if I, I you know I had a uh, I came to a basketball camp thing. My kids were playing at Belmont. It was like eight o'clock, and we had a there's an hour gap before they had another game. And I was like, Hey, I already knew he was going to say I'm at the studio. I'm like, Hey, where you at? I got an hour. And he was like, Oh, in the studio, man. So I came over there, checked out whatever he was working on. So those guys know, I mean, they know we talk all the time, all of us. So they know what it takes, you know, that is no accident. And I don't have anybody, nobody that's, that's lazy at all, you yeah. know, um, because they know, you know, there's more, there's such a personal interaction with all of us that, when they have questions, they ask them, and they, they see us. You know, they'll see them, hear me in the other room. You know, fighting over chorus melody for three hours. And so, so they know um, what it takes to get there. Thanks for listening to the Nashville AIMP Pubcast. For more information, check out AIMP.org or follow us at Nashville AIMP on Instagram. The Nashville AIMP would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Jamber and Sound Exchange. Jamber wants to know if you're looking for an easier way to capture song splits at the point of creation and organizing your catalog. Jamber is our podcast sponsor, and they are offering listeners a first look at their songwriter and publisher apps that allow songwriters to collaborate when inspiration strikes. Go to jamber.com forward slash AIMP to sign up today. SoundExchange develops business solutions for the entire music industry. They collect and distribute royalties on behalf of more than 155,000 recording artists, master right owners, and music publishers. SoundExchange have paid out more than $5 billion in royalties. SXWorks serves the licensing and administration needs of music publishers around the world and operates CMRRA which represents music publishers and administers mechanical rights for the majority of songs recorded, sold, and broadcast in Canada. We appreciate you listening to the Nashville Pubcast. Stay tuned for an all-new episode next week.